0: Yo, so when I'm like fasting and I don't have any carbs, I think we've talked about this hell of times on the podcast before. Um, those electrolytes, those electrolytes come in clutch. So Perfect Keto, they have the electrolyte tablets. I usually like taking maybe four to six of them, maybe 30 minutes before I work out because I find that like I don't get cramps as much. I don't feel as tired. I have much better energy throughout, and it just makes such a big difference.
1: Man, I have gotten cramps for a really long ass time since I was a kid, I'd get cramps in my legs. And then we were on a hike the other day and I got (laughs) an ab cramp and I nearly died. And the natty professor uh, came over and saved me. But after like, after this long hike that we went on, which was a a few miles, I think four or five miles when we were done, we were like, man, we're not doing this shit. Next time, without some electrolytes, so having those perfect keto electrolytes would have really, uh, really come in handy. I, w- I wish we had, <laughs> wish we had them on that particular trip. But I don't end up with cramps as much anymore because I do try to utilize these. I try to remember to take them every single day. And we've had people in the gym just flat out just be toast during a workout. And a lot of times they're doing a similar diet to what we're doing. They're lower carb or they're doing like a carnivore style diet and the water that you consume just doesn't stick to you unless you got some good electrolytes in you. So the perfect keto electrolytes work out really well.
2: Yeah. And what I've noticed is that it completely eradicates all headaches that I would normally get on a long fast, uh, mixing in for whatever reason, like the uh the electrolytes I think exactly like you said, it helps the water stick. Um I, I find that I don't pee as much either and I'm just I'm just feeling better all around. Um so I I'm pretty sure they're, they're helping me out a ton with the, with the, uh, the long fast. Um, if you guys want to stay hydri- hydrated on a low-carb slash no-carb diet, you really got to head over to perfectketo.com slash power25 at checkout. Enter promo code POWERPROJECT for 25% off your order of $99 or more. And on top of that, you're going to end up with free shipping. Power Project Crew. Welcome to today's show. We have a very, very interesting episode for you, uh, so much so that we expedited the episode to uh, publish before the numerous episodes that we've recorded this week because we felt it was really important that you guys uh, heard what Dr. Batar has to say. Dr. Batar is the founder of the Center for Advanced Medicine and Clinical Research, He received his undergraduate from Washington University in St. Louis with a double major in biology and theology. He also served in the U S military as the brigade surgeon. And more recently, he's been publishing a ton of videos on how the COVID-19 is a synthetic virus, which is a mixture of HIV uh, SARS, some other things. And unfortunately, a lot of his uh, videos and information has been uh, taken down. Like videos off of YouTube just happen to be disappearing out of nowhere. Um, so what he's done is he's actually started a whole another website where you can, you know, log in, become a member and actually watch these videos. So the, uh, the, the link and the videos that he references throughout the conversation, that'll be down in the iTunes show notes and the YouTube description. So if you guys are interested in following up and uh, learning more about what he has to say, uh, or you want to cross reference and see exactly what he's talking about, please find that link and then follow that. And, as far as we know, uh, all you have to do is just register and you should gain access to everything he's talking about. But here on the uh, Power Project podcast, we're not necessarily conspiracy theorists. We do think outside the box. You guys know our opinions on school and the education system and how we would rather go around that and kind of find our own way. But he makes some some really uh, intriguing arguments about how the the uh, coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, was man-made, um, what the true agenda of all of this actually is, which we learn in his opinion is uh, has a lot to do with the, uh, the new 5G towers. And I, I know to most of you what that sounds like, but you really just need to pay attention to what he has to say and listen to all of the information that he's compiled. And I mean, it really, it, it, it's... It's some scary stuff. Uh, Some of your anxiety about the, uh, the coronavirus will be lifted. However, you will obtain a little bit more anxiety from what he's predicting that is coming. Again, we really felt it was, uh, important to get this information out to you guys as soon as possible. Uh, so please hit us up on social media at Mark Bells Power Project on Instagram, at MB Power Project on TikTok and Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook, YouTube, all over the dang place. We really want to hear what you guys have to say about this, uh, conversation because, uh, it, it literally blew our minds and we're still trying to gather our thoughts. So maybe we need a little bit of help in developing exactly how we feel about it all. Uh, so please reach out to us. Let us know. And again, uh, the link for uh, Doctor Batars' uh, website, to where you can view all this uh, all this information that he's compiled, will be in the YouTube description and iTunes show notes, along with any contact information for Doctor Batar. So please reach out to him as well and let him know what you think. And for now, enjoy the show.
0: This is going to be an interesting one.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's uh, you know presenting a lot of stuff uh, as fact, you know, and um, it's hard to know. It's hard to know what you know. Who's got facts and who, and who is, uh, you know, trying to make a case for a conspiracy theory. And so, it'll be interesting to have some conversation with him. I think one thing he is doing a good job of. He's doing a good job of presenting some data, um, but you know, he's doing so in a way that is uh, serving his own thought process. You know, so I think just anyone that's listening to this, you know, keep that in mind that uh, you know, just um, take the facts as they come, take the information as it comes and do as you wish with it. But uh, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't take this guy or anybody else's word for it as being the final word on coronavirus.
0: How did you come across his, his stuff anyway? Because until you mentioned it to us the other day, I've never, I didn't know. I've never heard of him.
1: Yeah. I've never seen his stuff either. I just, I hit up our, our buddy, Daniel Arego and asked him, I said, who are the you know best people to talk to about this topic? And he sent over, um, you know, of course he sent over a comprehensive list, you know, and he sent over like stacks of research and then he sent over uh, this guy's information. So that's how I, uh, stumbled upon him. I mean, some of the stuff is pretty crazy, you know, like that, um, Bill Gates has had a, a large interest in viruses for a long time. Um, Bill Gates is a uh, philanthropist. I mean, he really wants to um, you know, put money back into the world and put money back into things that he feels um, can really help and assist the world in terms of like, I don't know if you guys seen any of the, the sanitary stuff that he does in like uh, India and things mm. like that. He's helped them. Yeah with better toilets and uh, better plumbing and, and things like that. He's really done some, you know, outstanding work. He's done some amazing things. And then when it comes to this in particular, you know, he predicted this long ago. Um, but then, you know, some people are trying to tie that into the fact that he's got a, uh, a patent on a Corona coronavirus vaccine, which I just think is, I don't, I, Personally, don't think there's any like foul play there. I don't. I don't consider that a conspiracy theory. I just think that Bill Gates has been interested in that for a long time, and uh, that's how he predicted it in the first place because he was around the leading scientists in the world. This guy kind of says, "Well, you know, Bill Gates are, is, is not uh, an authority in this space," and I would kind of disagree with that because I would think that he is, just because of all the contact he's had with some of the best people in the world and the amount of books the guy reads. So I understand he's not a doctor. He doesn't study virus. you know, he hasn't um, he didn't go to school for viruses, but I'm sure he's read a lot of books on it and understands it really, really well. I'm not taking Bill Gates aside either. I'm not, I'm just, you know, I just think that um, there's a lot of interesting things to uncover. The fact that the guy kind of uh, referenced how much in the news they keep showing the same footage um, that is very interesting, but that's also very common practice in the news to use stock footage. You know, if they if they're going to talk about uh, the negative impacts of meat, you know, they're going to show some stock footage of some steak being cut up, cooked up, and uh, you know, B-roll as it's commonly called. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so they might not have a, a you know they might not have a specific spot, but what he's pointing out is that. Um, or it might not be referencing the same location that they're talking about. And so that's kind of what he's pointing out is that they're saying, hey, this is the case in New York City. This is what's going on. And then it's showing like Italy. <laughs> um, yeah. But again, I don't know. I don't know what's true and not true. I don't have any, I don't have any way. Well, something everyone should know. We're, we're going to tackle some coronavirus stuff coming up. But but something everyone should know that listens to this we don't have any way of cross referencing these people down to the t and down to like figuring out who the hell these people really are it's just too hard to do in today's day and age even if we had researchers on it we still mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to get to the bottom of it cuz it's it's too difficult to figure out who knows what who's got their own agenda and all those kinds of things
2: yeah and you know it is funny cuz like yeah there there is such thing as b roll and you know stock footage and stuff but it would be like uh, somebody breaking down like a, a Piedmontese steak and then showing footage of like a, a Walmart, like, you know, pair of shoes or something and being like, look, it, it's terrible. It's like, well, okay, no, there's there's B-roll and then there's like pushing a narrative. And that's what he's pointing out. He's just like, mm-hmm. look, they're showing this, saying it's that. And it's clearly something totally different. And some of the things that he was pointing out, it's just like, wow, that is very convenient, you know? So, I'm really excited to talk to him, and there he is. Hello.
3: Hi, guys. Can you hear me okay?
2: Absolutely.
0: Perfect.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we can hear you great. Um, thank you so much for uh, taking your time and uh, being on our show today. I know that you have been busy uh, tackling this. And um, I guess first, kind of let's start off with diving into um, your stuff being censored. Um, a lot of your stuff is being taken down. Um, You sent us to a specific website to watch some of your stuff. And um, you wanted us to see that in its raw footage, raw content, unedited. Um, Why do you think YouTube and Facebook and and those kinds of things are are censoring some of the information that you have on
3: COVID-19? Well, uh, the reason they're censoring it is because they don't want the information. This is is the biggest uh, delusion that's been created. This is the lion king with the, the zebras and the impalas bowing down to the lion is more real than what you're seeing right now with this COVID nineteen issue. And there were a very there was probably like one or two percent of the people that attacked me, but it was obvious on on YouTube. Which was obvious that they hadn't even watched the videos because they said there's no proof of what you're saying. And yet, if you guys watched it, you saw the proof. I mean, I had videos there of the hospitals, what's going on. I had correspondence with people I didn't know and people that I did know, nurses, doctors sending me information. I mean, I showed video footage. You guys did see part five on advanced medicine, right? Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, the, the, the documentation, I mean, even, even the patents. I mean, why would you have a patent? On a virus that has gone through the chimeric process approved by the director of the NIH Division of Allergy and Infectious Disease, who happens to be now on mainstream media. This is back in 2014 when there was a moratorium by the US government to do any, against doing any research on gain of function, on viruses, and to create chimeric viruses. Now, I want you to understand what that means because I said it, but I've realized that a lot of people don't understand when I'm talking about certain things. So let's talk about what chimeria is. A chimeric virus is a virus that has gone through a mutagenic change. It has been grafted with different genetic material and put together to create. That's what a chimeric virus is. Chimera is the term for something that's been mutated intentionally. You can look it up on the dictionary, you can look it up on Google, and it'll explain what that definition is. Now, what they did was gain of function is that if you had, the analogy would be, let's say you had a, a dog and it had rabies. So if you do a gain of function, chimeric version of it, you are actually trying to make the rabies worse, more virulent, and you're trying to make the dog more crazy and more vicious. And so When you ask why in the name of God would you take a naturally occurring substance and try to make it worse, calling it gain of function, the response is for research purposes so that we can study what the virus or the bacteria is so that we can understand what the potential is of it causing a pandemic. Hmm. How about not even doing the damn thing, so creating the damn thing so there's no issue with the pandemic? And, in fact, the people that oppose this, the virologists that opposed it, in Nature, in in the journal Nature, which is one of the most prominent journals that's one of the that's a journal that I showed in the third part which is corruption of science or scientific corruption even the two most prominent scientists said this should not be done it is not worth it the chances of a pandemic are too great now if i'm saying that this is not real and you don't have to worry about it I mean, cuz i've told people you don't need to just now I went to the post office and i think the thought i was crazy cuz i told everybody guys You don't need to worry about this. They've got these plastic sheets there. They got gloves on. They're taking the envelopes, you know, no more than five people in the lobby. I'm like, people are losing their freaking mind over nothing. But it's nothing because of, think about this, guys, just for a second. The the, the reason it's nothing and the reason I can say that, and in fact, I'll say it in your show first. I'm going to be on Coast to Coast, I think, in the next day or two. I've got another live after this. I've got four or five radio show interviews tomorrow. I need you guys to be aware of something because our goal now is to get that part five out to the whole world. It's not, there's not going to be a single penny. We can't put it anywhere because they'll take it down. And that's one reason I never even put it on YouTube. So I didn't even put the big one on YouTube. Those videos were hitting three, four, 500,000 views. The ones that didn't take down were the ones that only hit like 80 to 100,000 views. And this is all mm-hmm. in the last eight days, nine days. So in fact, the very first one that I put on Facebook, my Facebook channel only has had like 21,000 people. Okay, I've never really done much with that. It's jumped to over 50,000. Um, they first took a live stream off, and luckily in Facebook, one of those videos, the first one is still there. I think it's already over 700,000 views. It's been shared like 15,000 times, and it's got a, almost 2 million uh, viewership or something to that extent. The, the interesting thing is, though, that, that the censorship aspect, they've left the first two parts on there, and the censorship aspect is all to do with orchestrating – If I was a villain, this would would have been the perfect scenario that they created. Was it intentional? Was it not intentional? The creation of COVID-19 was definitely intentional, and I'm not going to say it right now, but you guys, if you saw the video, you know exactly who owns the patents because I showed it. I showed the patent. I showed the the number of the patent. I showed the class of the patent. I showed the company in Europe that owns the patent. It's a European patent. The U.S. patent was sold to uh, GlaxoSmithKline in 2006, I believe it was. But the patent that was just perfected, that, that finally got final approval, which has seven or eight different patents in there, was, get this, November 19th, 2019. Isn't that interesting? It was perfected and granted in November. And then when does, uh, when does this whole thing start? Well, part four, video four, explains the relationship between 5G and what I'm saying. And I've had people say, oh, Dr. Bittar crazy because he's saying 5G caused coronavirus. If they watch the video, they'd know that I've never said that. That's the most ludicrous thing. But what they don't know is what they're not recognizing what they're failing to say. And I'll say it here because I know that you guys are, are aware of, of this conspiracy aspect because literally it is. And that's one reason on the videos it says conspiracy, COVID conspiracy, question mark. Is it a question? Is it a conspiracy? And I ask the question because I don't want it to put any thoughts in a person's mind. I want them to come to their own conclusion. I'm just presenting the evidence. The 5G aspect is very, very simple. When you have, and, and by the way, guys, this is not this is not the first time they've done this. They've done this many times, okay, in history. Whenever you have a cause of death that occurs that the Centers for Disease Control has to get involved with it, they always send out two teams. There's the infectious disease team that is glorified, and they have the movies like Ebola and outbreak and all this stuff. They're glorified, and they have a second team. The second team is a toxicological team. Now that's what I do. I my Basically, I'm a toxicologist, okay? I've I've done ER medicine, trauma medicine. I was a general surgeon. I did Brook Army Medical Center is where I did my training. But what I've been doing the last 20 years, 24 years of my private practice, I've been a doctor 29 years. It makes me feel really old when I say that. I I hope I don't look that old. But anyway, (laughs) for for 24 years in my private practice, I've been specializing in just taking garbage out of people. I'm a glorified trash man is what I'm a garbage man. I'm taking stuff out of the body. The CDC... I had a meeting with them in 2005, the year after I testified before the U.S. Congress, and I met with them again in 2008 or 2007. My second meeting with this head of the CDC Division of Toxicology, he's the guy that was responsible for taking lead out of gasoline. If you remember back then, people used to think, you know, there's no problem with lead. Now you have unleaded gasoline. He's the guy behind that. It was supposed to be a half-hour meeting. It ended up being a five-hour meeting. And when we ended the meeting, he gave me a hug. He gave me a hug. And this is a guy I didn't know. And he said, I didn't even know there were doctors out there like you that are taking this stuff out of the body. So whenever people attack the CDC, I say, look, the CDC should be attacked. But there are people in the CDC, just like the people in the government, they're good and that they're bad. There's a fight within these, these divisions that we don't even recognize. So when the CDC sends out people to investigate cause of death, two teams, toxicological team, infectious disease team. But they will never, ever, ever talk about the toxicological findings because then some industry, corporation, individual, somebody has to take responsibility when they find the cause that's toxic, right? Because it was it's always a man-made thing. Remember, the dirty dozen that's been outlawed in all the countries on the planet, like DDT, it's called the dirty dozen. These are these are organophosphates, you know, fluorinated hydrocarbons, various types of toxins that have been called the dirty dozen that have been shown to cause cancer banned from global commerce now and have been, every one of those dirty dozen was used in commerce for at least 50 years. Some of them over 70 years were used in global commerce before they finally identified that, oh, this shit is toxic. I'm sorry. I don't know whether I could say that, <laughs> and we should stop using it, okay? Their ads have from the 1930s, 1940s, the flies won't, But the picture of a little baby, the flies won't land on me because I've had my DDT, Okay. That's, you know how toxic that is. There, there are ads out there from back in the 50s and 60s. A cigarette a day keep doctor away. So you know that science, as they say, is debunked and settled. 20, 30, 50 years later, they find out this stuff is causing massive problems. So we know that the history of science and the history of the, of the hierarchies that control the dissemination of information is always flawed. So let's come back. I just want to give you a side note about the CDC. CDC is the same body that's a new name. If you go back to the older name of CDC, uh, it was the U.S. public something or the other. I can't exactly remember. I talked about it in one of my posts. That's the same body that allowed for human experimentation on all the Tuskegee uh, men in, in the, I think it was in in Alabama with the syphilis. They allowed them to be untreated just so they could see uh, the effects of syphilis on the, it it was all black Americans. Okay. They've done so much human experimentation. It's not even funny. Under the guise of, uh, trying to protect and, and, and save people. Th- this is this is a this is just you need to go back and look at the history. So let's come back to infectious disease versus toxicology. If you blame it on a virus or a bacteria instead of a toxin, then nobody can take responsibility because it's a naturally occurring phenomena. The only problem is that COVID nineteen, just like a Zika, just like MERS, just like H one N one, these were all man made components. The H one N one had a patent filed on it by Baxter in Austria nine months before the first case of H1N1 was ever reported. Now, why do you have a patent on a virus? Not a treatment, but on the pathogen. And that's the same thing with COVID-19 and the coronavirus. There are multiple patents. And again, we won't say, I mean, if I said the word right now, if you guys are seeing the video, you don't need me to say it. But if I said the word, I think that there'd be some kind of a laser that would shoot us out of the sky or something. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. This is the this is like, this is going to go down in history. You know, every 26,500 years is a big cycle, planetary cycle that occurs. And there's these mass extinction level phenomena where there's earthquakes and all this stuff happens, the dinosaurs go extinct. Blah. We're at one of those most critical times right now. And I think that we are... It's it's a very exciting time to be alive because we have the opportunity now to evolve. But in order to evolve, there is disruption. There is chaos. It's painful because growth is always painful, right? And I mean, you guys are in fitness, right? So when you when you're lifting, uh, I, I did this when I was in college and my first first and second year when I was in the in the army. But when you are When you're lifting weights and the heavier weight you lift, you're breaking down muscle. That's chaotic. It's painful, but you're actually growing through that process and you grow when you're resting, right? It's the same thing here. We're going through an evolutionary growth and it's painful because what's happening right now, we can either let this information be blinded to us, stay in the home so that they can't, so we, you know, they can keep everything hidden from us. That's a part of the reason that they're telling everybody stay home because then people, are scared instead of being out there and going, what the hell is everybody worried about? Nobody's getting sick. It's easy for them to perpetrate this misinformation and that all these people, like the thousands and thousands of people in New York. When I showed two different hospitals, they one of those guys, Jason, whose video was taken off, and that's why I had his video. I'd already captured it, and I asked his permission to put it in our video. He told me after his video got taken off, we hadn't put ours up yet. He said, if I... If my life depended on finding a person with COVID-19 in New York, I would have died because I couldn't find anybody. And yet they're reporting that it's million, it's a 10, what is it, a thousand, it's a thousand people per day and it's tripling every three days. It's ludicrous. He, the, he was walking around this hospital and you guys, you know, I've, I don't need to tell you this because I hope you've watched it. If you haven't, yeah. you guys need to go back and watch this. He's, saying, okay, this is supposed to be a pandemic. And he's like, well, why are all these ambulances here? And there's one, two, he counts them. There's nine ambulances parked. He asks an ambulance driver, and the guy's laughing. You know, he's laughing. It's actually a comical video, but he's like, I don't know, man. I, I'm not allowed to say. i not
1: I'd allowed like to, to say. I'd like to also point out the fact that um, you're not basing this off of one person sending you a video. You've been sent many videos. You've been sent many testimonials that, that follow up with the same thing that that guy was saying, correct?
3: Well, yes, that's correct, but this isn't based on testimonies. I just did this for my patients because they were asking, okay? And I just did a deep dive in. I, I said if I get a 1,000 yeses, I'll do it, okay, because people asking me and I was getting tired of answering. I was like, getting tired of telling people, man, this is just BS. And that's BS because from my standpoint, it's BS because I don't care what infectious diseases we can eradicate, it, and we have. We've got patients from 93 countries, so that stuff doesn't even bother me. My son, my youngest son, was a little worried, and I said, honey, I've got this, and he goes, dad, I'm worried. And I said, but this is what I do. This is what my life is about. What are you worried about? But there were a lot of other people, patients, and, you know, that, that were scared, and they had bought into this lookup line and sinker. So when I got all these this response, I said, fine, I'll do the video. So I just started doing some cursory things just to support the video, and I put out the first video, and then I started looking at it, because to me, it was all about toxicology. It was all the toxic component. So Wuhan, where all this happened, CNN and BBC covered the, the outgassing from the incinerators burning. That were so bad, and there was such a public outcry. This is in 2016, 2017, that it garnered international attention, right? So these people are already toxic. Then somebody sent me this report about 5G, and I'm like, "What? Well, wait a second, 2,000 or the 12,000 towers that they turned on, and then it all happened in December." And I thought that's interesting. I mean, I know 5G is bad, but you know, let me look at the science. But well, there's over 2,000 papers published. Yesterday, I just had a, a an interview, and, and I talked about this, but. Here's what people don't think. They think people say, oh, whoever says that 5G causes coronavirus is a conspiratorial theorist. Well, guess what, guys? It has nothing to do with causing it. 5G changes the calcium voltage, uh, the calcium channels, the voltage gated channels. These are channels that allow the influx and efflux of calcium. So calcium inside, calcium is predominantly an extracellular ion. When you allow calcium to go intracellular inside the cell, that is pathognomonic for certain things like oak, like you know, obscure things like cancer. So there's a suppression of apoptosis and uncontrolled cellular proliferation, which is the definition of cancer. So if you have a suppression of apoptosis and now you have uh, calcium that goes into the cells and reduces that component, uh, changes that component, suppresses, increases the suppression of the apoptosis, you are now creating a field, uh, a, a an ideal situation for the cancer to propagate. And so what 5G does, it permeates, it changes the calcium channels and makes it more permeable, makes the cell membrane more permeable to any type of toxin, allowing enveloped viruses to get through the cell membrane a lot easier than it normally would. It's, it's, it's like, uh, greasing the skids to allow whatever. It doesn't just, it's not just coronavirus. It's anything. It'll make changes for anything. So the studies have shown that the 5G clearly is associated with brain cancer, heart cancer, which by the way is very tough to get, adrenal cancer, neurological issues, et cetera, et cetera. So I want to give you guys a frame of reference what the studies have shown. And I, I in the interview yesterday, I actually gave the wrong number. I was off by a magnitude of three zeros. All right, on the, in other words, it's worse than what I. Had, it's way worse than what I had actually stated, but. When you're talking about uh, the electrical wiring in your house, that's 50 that's fifty hertz or 60 hertz cycles, depending on whether you live in Europe or in the U.S., okay? Mm-hmm. So everything is between 50 and 60 hertz. Now, when we're talking about cell phones, like if you're talking about a cell phone, right, the iPad, a smartphone, whatever, the 4Gs go up to about 900 hertz. So from 50, 60, that we normally expose to up to 900 hertz is a 4G. When you get into the 5G, you're starting at 30 to three hundred gigahertz, gigahertz. Now, what is a gigahertz? If you take a, uh, if you take a thousand hertz, that's a megahertz. If you take a thousand megahertz, that's a kilohertz. If you take a thousand kilohertz, that's one gigahertz. Ouch. The studies have shown. So that's one billion hertz is one gigahertz. Okay. The studies have shown that at one point eight gigahertz. These cancers are growing, they're creating cancers at 1.8 gigahertz. That's 1.8 billion. I hope my math is right. Yes, 1.8 billion hertz. 5G is 30 billion to 300 billion hertz. It is going to create a microwave. Basically, this is microwave energy. It's going to make a global microwave around us. That's why there are over a thousand scientists and doctors that have signed petitions. I'm now one of them. I just did this in the last eight days when I realized what it's doing. I, I mean, you know, you hear about five G and blah blah blah, and people are against it. Okay, you know, I know it's not good for you. I know have people that are sensitive. I didn't realize the amount of studies that have been done to show how bad it is. And for the pe- this is not even people that are that are sensitive. Some people are very sensitive to electromagnetic radiation. This is just for everybody. So five G potentiated that. But that's not just for all, all all of it. I mean, you've got. The toxicological component, you poison the people. It makes them more suppressed, their immune system suppressed. Then you introduce something that makes that changes the configuration of the physiology to allow that pathogen to become more prevalent. Okay, You're basically allowing it, opening the door. This is analogous to you hearing a pack of snarling and vicious dogs outside your door. You're locked in your door. You're hiding yourself. You don't want to go out there. And they're saying, "Go not open your doors. I'm telling you, you open the door, you look out there. It's not even a poodle. It's a freaking tape recording with, with dogs barking. <laughs> I, and I'm not kidding you guys. I'm willing to go out. I'm saying this right now to you. I'm going to say this on coast to Courts. You find any place on the planet that is ridden with this thing, I will go in there. I'm totally unprotected. I have no problem with that. And if she's good looking enough, I'll even kiss them. I don't care because this is how much bogus it is. Now, I may take some of my, you know, components of my treatment because, yeah, it's going to make you sick. But I'm not going to get a shot for it. And, guys, can I be totally candid with you? Because, I mean, I don't know whether you guys are going to put this out or how this is going to be. I don't know whether you're prone to um, to uh, information that can be censored or not.
2: No, we got no filters, man. Let it go. Yeah.
3: All right. Then I'm going to tell you, the danger, there's a difference between being fearful and real danger. Danger is real. You know, people love Will Smith because he's a great actor. I love Will Smith because he talks about this in his movie, you know, what um, one earth or whatever it is he's talking to his son about, about danger. So danger is something real. We have to be cautious when we say something that's dangerous, but people sometimes create fear of, of a danger that they create in their mind, meaning that their fear is an illusion in your mind, but danger is real. And you have to decide what is really real. In this case, what they've done is they've made COVID 19 into the thing that's dangerous and it is not dangerous, but what is coming, the savior that's coming which is the vaccine, is going to kill millions if they do it. The, the houses right now, that you know, all the kids that are being kept from, from school, from what I understand, and I don't have conclusive proofs of this, I've seen pictures, they're putting 5G towers on schools right now. When kids go back, they're going to start getting sick, and then it's going to be, say it's COVID-19, boom, we need to inject them with this vaccine. That's where you're going to start having problems. This is all a play for ID2020 to mandate vaccines. This is what it comes down to. It's a vaccination ploy to scare people into coming and getting their vaccine. But what's what's the problem is that first the te- first of all, COVID nineteen is, you know, I do have to mention this. People said, Doctor Star, you said this man made, and you have nothing to worry about. And yet you're saying it's more virulent, and it has HIV components, orthologs, and MERS components, and all this stuff that you know it sounds dangerous. And I've got all the studies to show it. And these studies are being pulled off, they're being withdrawn, they're being pulled off, they're being censored. But luckily, I've got a copy of them. One of them. I couldn't find a copy after I talked about it, and I got hit hard on YouTube where people were saying, well, you talked about HIV, but you have no proof of that. You know, you have blah, blah, blah. And I go back and try to find the study, and it's not there. And a very, very, very prominent, wealthy individual, I can't tell you the name, but it's a patient of mine, he sends it to me, and I was like, where'd you get this from? And he goes, don't ask questions. You got it. And right smack, it's on its on part five. I showed the study. Smack on the front, it says withdrawn. The study was, it's a perfectly done study, but it's withdrawn they're taking it off why because it shows the proof positive that we made this in fact it was made in well it, it even it, it's it's interesting it's all it's all unnecessary information no but you can watch the videos and get this information but the thing is that the virus itself if it is so man-made and so uh, virulent and spread so fast then why am i saying that it's nothing to worry about here's the analogy Zero to 60 in four seconds. Zero to 60 in three seconds. They're trying to break the three-second barrier down to two seconds. They're trying to get it down to one second. Well, guess what? This fires at zero to 60 in in 0.1 seconds. It's unbelievably fast. But it's like one of those one-song hits, right? Those one-hit wonders. And... I, I just came up with this analogy a couple of days ago in one of the interviews. If this was analogous, if the COVID-19 issue was analogous to the sex act, this would the COVID-19 development, it would be the worst case of premature ejaculation. The virus comes out zero to 60 in 0.1 seconds, but has no, no staying power. And within one second, it burns out. So it can't do any damage. So the only damage it's going to do to somebody is if they're, if they have a respiratory issue already prevailing and you know that the CDC's changed their mandate that everybody who's dying from any kind of respiratory issue, you have to put down COVID-19 first. And then this, whether it's COPD, emphysema, pneumonitis, pneumonia, whatever, secondary cause of death. Why? So they can elevate the numbers of cause of death. I showed people sending me nurses and, and doctors sending me information saying I was on shift. All three people died during my shift. I signed the death certificate papers. I came back in tomorrow, the next day and it's changed to COVID-19 cause of death. So this, all this stuff is happening. They're creating this to, to create illusion. I had um, my my significant other. She's a doctor, too. She has a friend of hers is an ER doc, sends a video out. You know, this is so – I can't believe how bad this is. I see the video. Now, I did 12,000 hours from 1996 to 1999. I was an ER doc. That's what I did full-time. I was the chief of um, the – emergency room at Ar- Montcrieff Army Community Hospital in South Carolina in Fort Jackson in the military base. I'm looking at this video. My slowest shift that I remember was busier than that ER shift that he had shown. So then I tell her, I say, ask him, is this your normal shift in your, nor- in your ER? He responds, well, that's actually not a video of my ER. That's a video of somebody else's ER. Hmm, okay. Well, how's your ER? Well, it's not really that busy. Interesting. Now, I have on part five, it starts off, I show video footage of the hardest hit Italy Italian hospital with the ICU. And I've been in a lot of ICUs. I, you know, in general surgery, I was in a surgical intensive care unit. I have probably spent 40,000 hours in ICUs. That's the weirdest looking ICU that I see in Italy. But I'm thinking, okay, well, it's Italy. You know, who, it looks like it's like a long hallway. They got open beds. Most ICUs, they're all set up, you know, it's private, etc. cetera. Okay, whatever. Show the footage. Next thing you see, another website, CBS, reporting how much damage is happening in New York. And this guy is saying that the governor is asking for help. And this is footage of the ICUs. And you see this camera. It looks very familiar, but it's from a different angle. It's the same freaking hospital, the same, the same room. And I stopped the video at the exact same time, showing it's the same footage, of the same hospital. And it's gone viral. People are showing the images. So there's all this information out there if this was really bad then why are they why are they saying that no more than staying six feet away but hey you can fly? People can fly what about a grocery food store everybody's in a grocery food store and yeah. there's hundreds of people there I mean it, it just doesn't make any sense you know it, on a, it's, just, on a, it's
1: just garbage. am like a on like say like a scale of one to ten how, how dangerous is this I know that you're saying it doesn't seem to have any danger but is it is it killing some people? And, and what, what, what is the level me, of danger you you When you might-
3: say, When you say, it, what, uh, what is... When you say, what, how dangerous is it, is what? what, what's a, how, what how, da- about.
1: how dangerous is the coronavirus?
3: Coronavirus has been around since 1968. In its current form, the COVID-19 that we're talking about has... It's virulent, which means it spreads fast. It's got some bad components in it. But the problem is, for the people that did this, man is... Everything we touch, we screw up, right? I mean, we've ruined we've, we ruin everything. We ruin the environment. We ruin the species becoming extinct. Well, they were trying to make something really bad, but they made it spread fast, but it has no staying power. So pr- you and I probably have had it, and most people have been carrying it because it was actually developed in North Carolina in, in 2015. So it's like uh, are people dying from COVID-19? I would be hard-pressed to believe that anybody's died actually from COVID-19. Are people dying – From COVID-19 that had other underlying issues? Absolutely. In fact, Italy came out and said 99% of the people that died in Italy from COVID-19 didn't die from COVID-19. They had serious serious respiratory conditions, serious medical conditions underlying them. So people worrying about COVID-19 and not worrying about cancer, one out of two Americans, uh, two American men and one out of three American women at some point in their life are going to get cancer. Okay. The number of people that have died from infectious diseases as of March 24th for 2020, in the world was 2.97 million. Okay, the number of people that died from the seasonal flu was over 110,000. At that time, the number of people that had died from coronavirus was 16,000. And again, how many of those people actually died from coronavirus versus other causes of disease that they then just covered up and said COVID-19?
1: So you don't think the... uh you don't think the information is, uh, like, being, like, conflated or, or or even misinterpreted? You just think that, like, no one's actually really dying from COVID-19. They're dying from other other complications.
3: Absolutely. People die all the time. They're dying all the time, but we don't report it, right, because it's not a big deal. Now they're making – because if there's an, a different agenda, they're going to make it like that. I mean, do you think that if, if it was – You know, I'm not an average doctor. Like I said, I I served with the 5th Special Forces. I was was with the 2nd Infantry Division when I was in the military. I served with the 101st Aerosol Division. And I've got patients from 93 countries, people that come to us for serious things like autism, cancer, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think that I would say I will go and even – I mean, none of you guys, okay? You guys may be pretty. You may not be pretty. I'm not going to kiss you guys. But if it's it's an attractive woman, I'll even kiss her if she's got – I don't care because it's that insignificant. I don't have a death wish, but I'll tell you right now our plan is for for the fifth part of part 5 in fact probably all the parts now to be downloaded for by everyone so everyone can have it because they can't stop this information from getting out there this is the greatest greatest crime against mankind there whatever's coming down the pipeline i don't know i don't know whether it's to to mask the 5g aspect or it's just a vaccination aspect but both of them together if we have 5G and we have this mandated vaccine that's coming down the pipeline for uh, COVID, because that's the only way they're going to get it through. People are going to resist it unless they say, hey, you can't travel. You can't do this. You can't do that. You're a danger to society. We're going to quarantine you, blah, blah, blah. This is World War II all over again when we when we, uh, when we we put all the Japanese together, right, or, or what they did in World War II when the Germans put all the Jews to- together in the camps. Th- this is no different. If people like me are either going to be shot or they're going to be put in this area, that's going to be to, for the dissidents. And I want to get this information out because, look, I don't care. You can you can kill me. It doesn't matter to me because I've already faced that so many times. I'm actually looking forward to meeting the creator. I'm excited. I've got a lot of questions to ask him all right, or her. But I have kids, and I don't want my kids to have to deal with this crap. I don't want my grandkids in the future to deal with this crap. I don't want the human species to end up having a mass extinction level occurrence because of the shit that we've created by having a mass global microwave and something that's going to end up coming, introducing to a body that's going to end up creating more problems, suppressing our immune system. I, I know this is going to sound really whacked out there, but there is a phrase called depopulation through vaccination. I want you to figure out who said that, and you will not believe who said that. But, I mean, can I say – I mean, do you want me to just come out and say it? Yes, please. <laughs> Look who is behind ID2020. Find out who the founders are. But have you not thought it's funny that in CNN and some of these broadcasts, they've got Bill Gates talking about virology and titers and blah, blah, blah. Why? Bill Gates has put $10 billion behind the um, vaccine issue. Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, owns the company called pin if you look up the patent in part five, I showed the patent, I showed the numbers, and I, I mean, I'm in the European patent section. I showed the class of patents, I showed the company that owns it, and then we, you know, did all this investigative work to find out who owned the company. Yeah, it was thousands and thousands of hours. I Googled it. I just Googled it, and it shows Bill and Gates and Moon, the foundation owned that company that owns a patent on the coronavirus. They own There's the patent a, on the they,
1: coronavirus, or is it a vaccine?
3: No, it's on the virus. <laughs> It's on that's the virus. Weird. Okay. There's a mandate coming down. It's, and look, it takes five years to develop a vaccine. And there are, you know, that's a different topic we can talk about. All the, all, everything that's been happening with autistic kids, it's a vaccine injury issue. Not just vaccine, it's mercury, actually. And, and we've shown that scientifically. I mean, I've treated 3,800 kids. There have been over 40,000 kids worldwide where the doctors have used my protocol. We've reversed autism and we've done it over and over again my own son who's 21 years old he's a world ranked martial artist he's going to be at the world Championships for poker um, he, he's an incredible poker player he's a you know he's a all-conference athlete number top 10 top five top five uh, tennis players in in the North Carolina region he's an instructor. He took a silver medal at the World Championships in Martial Arts and Taekwondo. Kid's extraordinary. He's on the chancellor's list. He was vaccine injured. He's the youngest formal witness before the U.S. Congress in 2004. He's 21 now, and he's a junior at the University of North Carolina, Charlotte. Now, we've treated a lot of people. He was the one who was my impetus. You know, desperation is the mother of all innovation, they say. And that's how I came up with the protocol because I was trying to help my own son. But the vaccination issue is just part of it. Then the mercury amalgams, you know, outgassing. Mercury is the second most toxic substance known to man. The toxic issue is one big thing. What this is, the 5G, it's, an, it's a, taking that toxic level up to the next level. So it might sound a little confusing, but I'll just summarize it. This is in my book, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. I have a philosophy of the seven toxicities. Seven toxicities are, first one, heavy metals. Second one, persistent organic pollutants, all the chemicals and such. Third one, opportunistics. That's the bacteria, viruses, sparkles, mycoplasma, yeast, parasites, that type of stuff. Fourth is energetics, electromagnetic radiation, ambient cell phone radiation, microwave, blah, blah, blah. Fifth is emotional, psychological. Sixth is foods, not what, not what we're eating, but what we do to the food, homogenization, pasteurization, genetic modification, irradiation, that type of stuff. And the seventh is spirituality. Now, these seven toxicities, if... By definition, if you can get rid of these toxicities effectively, and that's the key operative word, effectively, if you can effectively detoxify the body of these seven toxicities, chronic disease, by definition, cannot exist. Cancer, heart disease, a- autism, stroke, it can't exist. And we have hundreds of patients before and after to show this. Hundreds. Okay? Now, I've, I've, had the med- I've fought the medical board every year for 21 years because they brought me up on charges of ethical breach of conduct, taking advantage of cancer patients, terminally ill patients. We wanted to have our patients testify. First, they blocked it, When they finally allowed it. We had 47, either 43 or 47, I can't remember. I think it's 43, stage four cancer patients ready to testify on our behalf. 43. Remember, stage four is terminal. There's nothing left for them. They've failed everything. At the time of testimony... All five had been referred to hospice. All five had a prognosis less than six months. Four of them had a prognosis less than three months. All, uh, four out of five had failed chemo and radiation. One refused to take it, said, I'd rather die than take chemo and radiation. All five were, t- were told to get their affairs in order. All five had a diagnosis of stage four terminal disease. At the time of the testimony, three of them were three and a half years out from our treatment. One was five years out from our treatment, and one was eight and a half years out from our treatment. And the medical board's response after 14 hours of testimony was a one-word response, irrelevant. It was irrelevant that they brought me up on charge of doing treatments that weren't effective, taking advantage of cancer patients. I've got 43 people that are ready to testify. They allow five, and they're all alive years after they were told they were going to be dead. But no, my treatments are ineffective, and it has nothing to do It's irrelevant whether these people are alive. This is a type of corruption. And I'm thinking to myself, I had to take off my US dog, my, my, my US flag, and my dog tags in certain situations because US forces couldn't be acknowledged in those areas. God forbid if circum- unforeseen circumstances were to occur. You know, we're supposed to be here to defend our nation. And wait a second. Now I'm back home and they're violating the fundamental right, my fundamental right, and the fundamental rights of my patients, saying that you can't do this type of treatment. You can't do that. I mean, wh- wh- what kind of regime do we live in? My office was the largest privately owned integrated medical center in the United States. It is now the Huntersville Police Department because I lost it when they, I mean, it cost me over $14 million fighting fighting the bastards. The point that I'm making is that there is an organized n- agenda to get certain information out there and suppress other information. I don't think I need to tell you guys that because if I needed to tell you that, you probably wouldn't have had me on here. But the point is that there's um, there's a, there is a um, a mandate to push people down, okay? Just like that, they pushed women down to prevent them from voting before, when they pushed you know people of any color down because they were of different ethnicities, or when they pushed people down with different religions. Whatever the case is, I mean, this in history you see this happening all throughout in World War II with the with, with the ostracization of Jews. It's no different. In fact, there's a guy by the name of Andy Andrews who wrote a great book called "How Do You Kill 11 Million People." And when I read this, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, oh, my God, this is, you know, this is what's going on right now. And it's interesting that he was actually talking about World War II, but he was trying to show the parallel of the same thing, the same type of misinformation and the campaigns that were there and how they, they let people be misguided intentionally. So all I, if, if people feel that I'm totally off the boat and I'm crazy and this and that and I'm ludicrous and I'm conspiracy theorist, that's fine. It doesn't make any difference to me. I'm telling people that look. If you think I'm wrong, that's fine. I, I didn't. I didn't even make an opinion in any of those videos. I'm making my opinion here, but I'm not making. I didn't make any uh, any opinion in any of those videos. I just said you come up with your decision, your conclusion based on the evidence I'm going to provide, and then I'll just leave it up to you. I think that's one reason they went so viral. But I'm telling you guys, this is how I feel, and the mm-hmm. reason that it's so important for the people for the world to know this is because if we don't do something about it now, it's going to be too late. And it's going to be too late. You know, forget about each of you and me. It's going to be too late for our kids. It's going to be too late for the future of of the... I mean, how do you take all these 5G towers down? How do you take off the satellites that are going to be creating this 5G component? How are you going to undo the vaccinations that are going to be introduced into your body that have immunosuppressive agents and that are going to be given at times when the body isn't even able to seroconvert? I mean... You know, the, the, the insanity of this has been going on for years. I'll give you a perfect example with the vaccine issue, okay? You guys know what hepatitis B is? Yeah. Anybody heard of that? Okay. Heard who, of who needs hepatitis B? In the medical community, when you talk to them, there's a, there's a, everything is based upon risk factors. So you have three populations that have the risk factor to get hepatitis B. One, IV drug users. Two, people that are very promiscuous, prostitutes, et cetera. Three, healthcare providers. Now, I sometimes joke and I say it's not because we're the prostitutes of the pharmaceutical industry, but it's because healthcare providers can get, uh, you know, they can basically be exposed to hepatitis B. So those are the three people, types of people that need this. All right. We also know that when you get the hepatitis B, you need a series of three shots, and it's only good for 10 years, and they usually give the vaccine again 10 years, which of course is ludicrous because if you do the titers, you'll see the hepatitis B antibody in the body. So you don't need to really do that. But that's what they say. Every 10 years, you need to do it. Okay. Now tell me a newborn baby is born. Their immune system cannot even start seroconverting till it's at least, at least minimum six months. But most people say, most immunologists say two years to 14 years. So why are we giving a child a vaccine when their body can't even create an immune response to it? Then why are we giving this immune response elicitor with immunosuppressive? Why are we giving something to stimulate the immune system when the immune system, the stuff you got included in there has nickel and formaldehyde and mercury, which all suppress the immune system? Wait a second. I thought the vaccine was to make the immune system light up. No, but we're suppressing it with all these things. And then we give adjuvants to say, well, we're trying to excite the immune system. But these adjuvants are DNA fragments from other species and mutated human cell lines and all sorts of other garbage. So now this is what's going in the vaccine now. Let's say, "What? oh, we we, we got to protect the children, though. These are babies that are being born. We have to protect them. So on the first day of the planet, a baby's born, you give them hepatitis B. Do we really think that that child is going to become a prostitute, a doctor, or a nurse, or an IV drug user before they turn 10? So tell me, where is this insanity going to stop? And this has been perpetrated over and over for for a decade, for a decade and a half. Actually, since 1991, when the, when the National Vaccine Initiative began that was going to stamp out Childhood diseases with vaccines. That's when they started this madness. And the incidence of autism then was one in 10,000. The incidence of autism now, they say it's one out of 32 children. The CDC's own data says that 1% of the world's population is autistic. There's 7.7 billion people on the planet, which makes it 77 million people have autism right now. Where in the last 30 years, 29 years, all of a sudden you don't have a genetic epidemic, people. And that's what they're saying. Oh, it's a genetic thing. Genetic? In 30 years, you go from one in 10,000 to having 77 million people? I mean, there's a, there's a level of bullshit, and the thing is that most people don't understand the science enough. I mean, we have own, our own terms in medicine, iatrogenic. If I told you the leading cause of death on the, on, in the industrialized world right now, number one is cardiac, number two is cancer, number three is iatrogenic, number four is neurodegenerative disease, what would you say to me? Oh, my God, that's bad. Number, number one, two, three, and four causes of death. Okay, as published in the New England Journal of Medicine, data, I'm sorry, excuse me, uh, as published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, data collected from John Hopkins University, which is considered to be the premier medical school in the world. This is what their data is. One, two, three, four. Is there anything suspicious to you in that comment? Probably not. Does anybody know what iatrogenic means? Nope. Nope. The third leading cause of death, iatrogenic, is doctor-induced. Mm. But they don't say that's caused by the healthcare profession or the, or the medical community. It's iatrogenic. So most people go, oh, wow, I don't know what that is. Must be bad. Must be contagious. I bet It's one of those contagious diseases. Now, do you know when that information came out, when I learned about it, and when I started talking about it, and the people that had talked about it before me, when they were attacked, when I was attacked, do you know what the defense is? Dr. Butar, your data is wrong. It is not the third leading cause of death. It's only the fifth leading cause of death. I'm like seriously. That's your defense? That is the fi- doctors are the fifth leading cause of, de- of death. There have been three times when doctors have gone on strike in Israel once, in California once, and there was some other place. Three times they went on strike. You know what happened to the death rate? It went down, and as soon as they started working again, it went back up. My people think that I'm I'm this incredible doctor, and they they say all these accolades, and people tell me all the time. You know how many people? I mean, I've had the privilege of hearing probably. 13 or 1400 times of people have come up to me crying saying that I saved their life. And you know it's it never gets old. But first thing is God's the only healer. He the only the only source energy, the universe conscious creator is the only source of healing. And my my prayer is that I can be a part of that process, the conduit. But I'm going to say this. The reason everybody thinks I'm so good, it's not because I'm so good. It's because I am in a profession that is riddled with such incompetence that if you're just doing your job, you look good. That's literally what it comes down to.
0: You know, I'm really curious about this. And if we can go back to the vaccine thing, because I mean, I've heard a lot about like individuals not vaccinating their children for the flu and measles and stuff. Now, do you generally believe that all vaccines are, are bad? Because like, I mean, from, from what I know, you know, kids shouldn't be dying of measles or the flu or things like that, but it like, I'm sorry, what was
3: your, what's your first name? In In Sema? Yes, that's my name. Okay, oh, I know it
0: says Natty Professor, but yeah, in I,
3: I just didn't know what you guys' name was. I assume the guy on the bottom right is Mark Bell, right?
0: <laughs> that is Mark.
3: Yep. Okay. All right. So your question is, is a very valid question, and usually, the in mainstream media, 2020 did a hack job on me, and they tried, they, they took parts of the videos and they changed them over. It it backfired on them. But I'm going to, since I know I don't have to worry about you guys editing my stuff and coming making it wrong, I'm going to say this as clearly as I can. Okay. Measles, first of all, they used to have, measles is a self-limiting disease, okay? It, it's not something that kills people the way that they make it out to kill people. people. Nobody has ever, there's never been like these epidemics of measles the way that they've made it out to be. Measles is a self-limiting f- disease. The wild type measles is a self-limiting disease, but there's a different type of measles which is man-made, which is the version that they use when they Inject people with it. So when Disney World had the breakout of measles and they were making a big ruckus about it, there was a doctor in New Zealand and another doctor in Chicago that did titers to see what type of measles is this. It wasn't the wild type. It was the one that's induced by vaccines. And all those people had been vaccinated for measles. And this is what they won't tell you because the media shuts all that information down. Now, let me tell you about vaccinations. I I got accused recently that I can't believe, Dr. Bhattar, you're promoting vaccines. Somebody said that. So I've got people on both sides, people that on the against vaccines, they they have said that I'm for vaccines. They, of course, misunderstood, and this was of one or two people. And then on the other side, pro-vaccines. And I've had people, like, fighting against themselves, trying to defend me, but they don't understand the stance. So I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm not pro-vaccine. I am anti-stupidity. All right? That's my issue. And, I mean, I'm being as frank as I can. So when you start looking at vaccines – the modern-day vaccine schedules defy human physiology. It is not It is not safe. In fact, it's worse than safe. So I'll give you this analogy. <clears throat> Today, I used to say when we're here to China, but uh, maybe we don't want to walk to China. Let's say we want to go to Johannesburg, South Africa. If the five of us wanted to go to Johannes South, Johannesburg, South Africa, how many of us would want to fly versus how many of us would want to walk? I would want to fly. Any of you guys want to walk there? No. So human bodies – are designed to walk, but we have figured out ways to make our lives easier by traveling through first, you know, carts and then bicycles and then cars and then airplanes. So we develop things to make our lives easier. Now let's look at the immune system. We have an immune system that's intact. The way the body works is with this antibody response. It's how God created our systems and it's perfect. So man wanted to make it better, just like walking is good, but let's fly, it can make it better. So they said, okay, let's go ahead and introduce these pathogens to make everything better. The first problem is they're making some of this crap up like the COVID-19 and the SARS and the MERS and the Zika and the H1N1, but let's put that aside. So now they're saying that we need to make these vaccines to help us so that it's like instead of walking, it's like flying. So they start making these vaccines. My question to you is, if you knew that every time you fly, there's one out of 32 chance that you're going to die, would you be flying? Nah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so great concept, but bad product. And that's exactly what the vaccine statistics are right now for autism. We're not talking about other neurological problems. We're not talking about seizure disorders. We're not talking about any of those other things. If you guys knew the data, the true data that's out there, of what, the, like Gardasil and how many women it has made... People, athletes that were just incredible athletes get being recruited by colleges and straight-A students, and then they get the Gardasil, and they're paralyzed. They can't get up. They can't think. It just ruined their lives. It's happening not, not 10, 20, 50, thousands, the number of women that have miscarried from Gardasil, and then giving it to boys. Guys, do you know what the average person that is, has to worry about cervical cancer? They're 57 freaking years old. Why are they giving it to kids? and then causing all these damages, and then you start looking at the numbers, it will... Look, I'm going to make a prediction. If there's another civil war anywhere in the world, it's going to be because of the vaccine issue, and I think it's coming right down the pipeline right now. There is so much misinformation that has been fed to the American population, to the world population, and now it's time for us to realize that the divisions that have been created among us, black against white, the Me Too movement, women against men, Jews against Christian, um, old against young, rich against poor. These are Democrat against Republican. These are illusions created so that we're fighting so that we don't see the real danger. And the real danger is coming down the pipeline. It's the vaccine that's going to hurt people. It's the 5G that's going to hurt people. It's the 5G with on board the vaccine and toxic environment that's going to kill millions. That's the, the
1: uh, the, you and, and, uh, you don't believe the vaccine for the coronavirus uh, will be effective at all? You're, you're saying it, it, will be more, it will be more dangerous to get it, so you, you're just advising that uh, people don't get the vaccine?
3: Mark, I can't advise anybody if they're not my patient, okay? Because I've fought the system many times, so I'm not making any medical advice. I'm saying open up your minds, open up your eyes, open up your ears, and look at the information, and then do whatever you want. If you think I'm crazy and you say, no, I'm going to go run and get the vaccine, God be with you. But I can tell you that I will be dead and buried before I take that vaccine.
1: How do we protect our family, our friends? How do we protect ourselves? Is there medication that could potentially help? I mean, you're making it sound. I like I have it, part it's six getting ready to come
3: out to tell people what they can do, and it's very, very simple. And one of the things that you guys are big and obviously working out. Okay, exercise is one of the best things for increasing your immune system. It increases uh, CD3, CD4 counts, natural killer cells go up, uh, B lymphocytes go up. That's a very important part. Being well hydrated, uh, b- getting rest. That's one of the things that I'm guilty of, getting enough rest. But there's certain things that you can do from a supplement standpoint. And, you know, just let your listeners know part six is going to be coming out today or tomorrow. We're probably going to put it up on YouTube. It's probably going to get taken down. But um, if can I can I give a website where people can see this part five? Oh, absolutely. See this. Yeah, okay. go for it. So it's uh, askdrbutard.com. Forward slash Mark Bell. We we put up a site there. Because, who's Stephen? Is Stephen on here? No, but, uh, he's not. But he okay. he organized uh, us getting together. Okay,
2: yeah. And I have so the link, and it'll be in the, of- it'll be in the description on YouTube, iTunes, all over the place that this uh, gets published. It'll be in the uh, description.
3: So, do you think that YouTube would take this down? Because I mean, there's a guy that put out one of our videos. He he made his own version. And it's gotten about seven hundred thousand views. It hasn't been taken down. So I'm hopeful that it's not going to be taken down everywhere. But I think we would get we grew so fast, so quick. It uh, it may may have flagged it. And by the way, I had Huffington Post try to contact me. They wanted to interview me, and you know we know they do a hack job, and they, they want to know well, how much money have you made from this? Like money, I haven't made I haven't made a single dime. In fact, even our channel, our YouTube channel, which has probably gotten close to seven million uh, hours now, a few times, isn't not even monetized, right? In fact, I was told by my my video little editor guy, he's like, Doctor Vitar, you got to get this thing monetized, and I'm like, you know, I didn't even know how to do that. But the point is. That website, AskDrBittar.com forward slash Mark Bell. If people go there, just go through the process. People are going to say, oh, my God, I need an invitation code because our site is password protected. You can't get in there, okay? It's advancedmedicine.com. You can't get in there without an invitation code. But if you go through that link, it'll give you certain information, and if you just go through that process, it will get you to the site where you'll be able to access it. There'll be an invitation code that's pre-populated, and it'll allow you into the site. The first thing, you don't have to spend a single dollar the first thing that you see is COVID-19 conspiracy, question mark, deceptive agenda, part five. And part one, two, three, and four are down below. And part six and part seven will be loaded up there, too. There's no cost to anybody. This is information I just want everybody to get. And at a certain point, I don't know whether it's going to be in a, in a day or two or three, once I've got all the videos up there, once it gets to this point, I am going to allow everyone to download those videos and put it wherever you want. I, I want it to be out there in the world because if we don't know this, guys, honest to God, if you, if you were telling me right now, I had to give my life for my kids, I would do it without any hesitation. It's my kids that I'm worried about. It's your kids I'm worried about. It's a future generations that I'm worried about. And it's what our rights are going to be eroded. I mean, already with some of the things that have happened, we've slowly, slowly given up our rights. How do you cook a frog? You, you put them in a you know, vat of water, and then you slowly start to turn up the heat. If you put that frog in a hot water, boom, it's going to, it's going to jump right up. So you cook them slowly. And that's what's, that's what they're doing with us. And they've been doing this for the last 15, 20 years. But the level of extent of how they've just jumped to this point, I think it's because they were getting desperate. When I say they, I don't know who they is. I know that there's somebody that's controlling this. And I think it's the globalists versus, you know, the people that are interested in, in having sovereign rights. But like the our forefathers knew this. I don't know. I don't even know the audience I'm talking to, but I figured you guys wanted me on here, so I'm going to just talk openly. And if you guys decide that I'm really loony, then that's fine. But our forefathers knew what was going to come down the pipeline. That's why the freedom of speech was the first amendment and right to bear arms, freedom to bear arms was a second amendment. So when people talk about gun control, I'm just curious before I make my stance on gun control, because you know what's that got to do with anything? I'm going to tell you in a second. But are you guys pro- um second amendment or against it i'm generally- i mean
1: yeah i'm i'm for it personally yeah you're for it
0: yeah, okay. me too yeah
2: okay. i i yeah i don't really I, I don't pay attention to anything like that but yeah i, I don't okay. think anybody should I don't not know. Yeah. be able to have whatever they want but I, it's the same time. I, I don't know. It is the kind answer. of
1: funny sequencing, though. You get to say what you want, but you also get to get to uh, defend yourself. In it.
3: <laughs> well, so this is this is exactly the point, right? Because when people say that the guns need to be taken because of all these mass shootings, first question: What's the underlying common denominator in all these mass shootings? All of these people were on medication. They were on antidepressants or anti-anxiolytic drugs. These are drugs that are in the same class as LSD. These are hallucinogens. So when you had drugs like Prozac that were going to be taken off the market, why were they going to be taken off the market? Well, because people were committing suicide. It was called breakthrough suicide. So they want to take it off the market. They weren't committing breakthrough suicide. LSD is a hallucinogen. You used to make people remember in the '60s, '70s think like that, they could fly. People were jumping off buildings thinking that they could fly. They were hallucinating on Prozac. Mm. So these people that are that are mass event, mass shootings, every one of these people was mentally unstable and was on medication. Second. If you truly believe that guns are the problem and we need to take them away, then you need to be worried about something much bigger, and that is spoons because that's leading to our epidemic of obesity. So as soon as you start blaming it on guns, then why aren't we blaming everything else on on the other – I mean, to take away responsibility from the human factor, you know, guns are bad because it kills people, but cars are good because they're modes of transportation – Yet you put a drunk behind that car. He's going to kill a lot more people. And that gun comes in handy when you're defending your family, when somebody breaks in. Mm -hmm. So it's not the tool. It's the idiot wielding the tool. That's the thing that we got to remember. So we have to, as a society, as a world society, start taking responsibility for our actions. And these things that are happening, these atrocities that are being committed in the name of safety and preventing the COVID it's all to take, it's all to create more restrictions and control and, I think there's a higher, more suspect agenda than that, which comes down to population control. You know, they're always worried about Medicare, Medicaid benefits. You're not going to have enough money. And uh, already there's these papers out there that, you know, the the world can only sustain a population of 500 uh, 500 million. I mean, I have no idea whether any of this stuff is true or not, but I can tell you that what's happening right now, that is not true. The evidence is in front of you. You just got to watch the videos. If a person doesn't take the time that's needed the, you know, 20 minutes for the first couple of videos or the hour each for the next videos, if, if that's not important enough, I had a, I had a friend uh, that said, man, just give me the nuts and bolts. I don't have time to go through it. And I said, well, dude, if you don't have enough time to look at the future of mankind for yourself and your family, then, you know, you know, I'm, I'm not here to help you. But <laughs> there was a great quote. I got to read you guys this quote. And this is the I'm going to shut up so that you guys can ask me. I'm sorry. I've been kind of mm. speaking like this and don't you know, apologize,
0: man. Really? We're here to listen.
3: Well, I want to read to you this great, great quote. I don't know who this person was that said this uh, on Instagram. Raya Chili Star Child. I don't know who it is, and he says, "Very good content, Doctor Bhatar." Also, remember, you can lead a dumbass to truth, but you can't make them think. Most people would only believe something if the mainstream media says it's true. So, I just love that you can lead a dumb, you know, lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. So, he had a better version of it, and I I loved it. So, I had to give a (laughs) shout out to that guy, whoever it was. Oh, girl, should
1: we? Should we have any concern about uh, our older family members, you know, who maybe already do have a weakened immune system? Maybe they're just older. Maybe they have diabetes or maybe they previously have had some heart disease or, or something like that. Should, should there be some concern with, uh, you know, keeping them isolated, uh, having them, you know, stay sheltered in place and stuff like that?
3: Okay. So if they are in that type of situation, they should definitely be concerned but no more concern that's needed from the typical flu. That's a normal advice. If you have immunocompromised status, if you're on medication because you had a transplant that's causing a suppression of the immune system, if you're elderly, you're diabetic, uh, you should be careful during flu season because you can catch it and you can die from it. I mean, that's just, it's a standard thing. In in COVID-19, is it is it more dangerous? Well, because it's so virulent, it's so fast that's the only thing that's concerning because it, it, if it doesn't do its job within a couple of hours, it's not going to do anything. So Fox news ran a story with a woman that was on the ship on the, uh, cruise liner that got quarantined, right? By the way, that cruise liner was specially equipped to launch 5g and they had launched it. Then the, when those people got sick, but this particular lady was in her, I think in her early sixties. And she made the comment that, yeah, you know, I was sick for a day and, and, um, but that was it. And they said, yeah, but what about your symptoms? Tell us about your symptoms. And she's like, I didn't have any symptoms. I had a mild cough and I, and I had a fever, a low-grade fever. And they're like, yeah, but, you know, you, I'm sure you, all these people are talking about how dangerous it is. And so what were your symptoms? And she goes, nothing. I did Pilates and yoga while I was sick. And that's how most people are going to go through this, okay? Most people probably aren't already exposed to it because it was so virulent. And they, haven't even, they don't even know that they've been exposed to it. So it's not a big deal. It's the vaccine that comes in. Because now when the testing, you say, oh, my God, you've got it. You need the vaccine. The trivalent flu shot, this, I showed the study on part five. The trivalent flu shot has now been shown that there's a false positive on COVID 19. These people have never been exposed to COVID 19 and yet they're testing positive because they had the trivalent flu shot. So there's something that's in both of them that's causing the titer to show up as positive. PCR has already been shown not to be effective. So again, it's when I look at this and I see how they've planned it out, I'm like, man, the one thing you can you cannot argue that whoever came up with this plan, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. How, Unfortunately, how
1: long, was, how long has that, uh, other flu shot been, uh, in circulation for the one you just mentioned, uh, showing false positives.
3: Well, the, the, the flu, it's not the flu shot that was showing false positives. It was people that they did the study and they show that when you introduced that into the model of cats and then you tested them for COVID-19, they, they were positive. So, The trivalent flu shot's been around for probably, I I don't know, it's it's been years, probably five, six years, maybe longer. But there are other components that I'm sure are similar. And I haven't done the studies to establish that, but there's a lot of different types. You know, each each one of these vaccines, they're similar, and then they change them. So, you know, like you you talk about a vaccine for the flu, and every year it's a different vaccine. Well, here's the thing. There's probably 5,600 type of viruses that we have elucidated, and there's probably, I don't know, double, triple, quadruple that, that we haven't even figured out yet. Because, you know, viruses are just DNA, RNA particles. They're, you know, they're not considered live. In fact, viruses, if you look at Steiner's work from the 19, during the Spanish uh, flu, 1918, you know, he says that viruses are a response to the body shedding toxicity, shedding, shedding, um, shedding toxins, trying to get the body clean. It's a self-regulatory, self-preservation type of, of uh, model. And viruses are responsible for evolution. So it's the viral RNA that, that gets incorporated into our DNA and helps us over time to adjust so that we can accommodate the environmental changes and all these different things. So we are essentially a, an evolving viral model. If it wasn't for viruses, humans would have already been extinct. All right, Everything would have been extinct. So viruses are an essential part of life. Now when you start looking at the, the flu shot, they're predicting based on a lot, based on an algorithm, what the most prevalent virus will be that year. Now, the stock market can go up, down, and stay in the middle, and they can't figure that out. But you tell me that they can predict which strain of virus is going to come out next year? And then they build it up and they say, oh, but, you know, it's going to be a bad season. People go frantic. They go looking for the vaccines. Then they run out. They say, oh, but we realize it's not going to be that bad, that bad this year because now they got people that are crazy about getting the vaccine. I've had the flu twice in my life, two times, both times. I got the flu. The flu shot got the flu. I was in the military when that happened. My last time, uh, Robert Scott Bell, who is—I uh, used to do a little radio show with Robert Scott Bell on Health Freedom—and for about a decade. And Robert loved the story. But um, there was a, there's a thing called battle readiness <laughs> with the military, and they want to. It's, it's a competition between the Air Force, Army, Navy, and uh, and the. Um, Marines. You know, I was, I was wait to set that up because, you know, Marines are considered part, Marines are considered part of the Navy, but I was pretending like that because I don't know whether you guys were ex-Marines. So I was like, Oh, I didn't know the Marines were considered part of the armed forces anymore. I'm <laughs> sorry. I didn't realize that. No, anyway, it's a, it's a joke between the SF guys and the Rangers and stuff with, you know, Marines, but you know, to everybody that's served, you know, they've done a fantastic job. And I have, I have said this to everyone, and I'm going to say to your, in your show to you guys that if there's a law enforcement or a military person listening to this, remember the oath that you took to defend the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. So please remember that, and domestic. So let me just go back to this story. So the battle readiness that they have, the competition between the armed forces to see who's battle ready, not just, not just with weapons and, and food supplies, but also health records and ready for deployment, that everything's there. And it's a massive competition every year. So in 1990. In 1993, I guess it was, and uh, 1993, maybe 1994, uh, at Moncrief Army Community Hospital, each base, each military base has to have their readiness and their scores going, and then they combine it for the Army, the Navy, Air Force, and the Marine Corps. So in Fort Jackson, there was only one person that had not had the flu shot, and that was me. Of all the soldiers, it was me. And of course, I said I wasn't going to take it. So I, um, I worked in scrubs and I had cowboy boots on, and that's how I was kind of known. That I, you know, that's how I was the ER shift. So at ten o'clock in the morning, in walks a command sergeant major with seven other E5, E6s, E7s. They all walk in, and he says, "Sir, I need to talk to you right now." So command sergeant major is like the highest-ranking non-commissioned officer. If you, if for those that don't know how the military hierarchy works, so command sergeant is a command. He's a commander, sergeant major is a E nine position. I was a captain, so I was an officer. And he walks in, and he says, "Sir, I need to see you right now." And I said, "Well, sergeant major, just have a seat." And I'm with a patient. He goes, "No, sir, I have commander's orders from, you know, the commander himself, two star general. I got to talk to you, and I got to talk to you now." I said, "Sergeant major, I got a patient right now. I got to take care of him." And he says, "Sir, I'm sorry. You, you can get one of the other doctors to do it." So I called one of the other docs over. He starts taking care of the patient, and so. I said, "All right, Sergeant Major. What's so important, life-threatening at 10 o'clock on a Thursday morning, that you got to talk to me right now?" He said, "Sir, I need a private area." I'm like, "Are you serious?" He goes, "I need a private room." So I said, "Okay." We walked into one of the trauma rooms. I think I'm thinking it's just him and I. All seven of the other soldiers walk in with him. Now, two of these guys I knew from the gym—you know, in the, in the army gym—we worked out together. That spotted for me before. I spotted for them. By the way, I like that silhouette behind your body there is it's very cool yeah what's well, it's actually mark so it's a Mark. okay that's, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm standing there and i'm like what, what's going on so they shut the trauma room door they're all standing there and the sergeant major pulls out a syringe and he says sir i'm here to make sure that you are battle ready because you're the only soldier on fort jackson that is not vaccinated so I'm looking at him. So I start taking off my BDU's battle dress uniform, right? So they're thinking that I'm going to take the shot. And, you know, he's taking the air out of the syringe. Now, an enlisted person cannot touch an officer. He just touches an officer they can be court-martialed because that's assaulting an officer. So I took off my battle dress uniform. I just had a T-shirt on like this. And I said, Sergeant Major, you see that I have no rank on right now. He said, yes, sir. I said, so you're not going to get charged for a court-martial for assaulting an officer. But if you and your boys think you can put that vaccine in me, you go ahead and try, but I'm not taking that vaccine. And the sergeant major looks at these soldiers. The soldiers are looking at each other. Two of them knew me really well. They, you know, they knew me from the gym and blah, 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 and they're like looking at each other like, what the hell is going to happen? And I mean, I, I knew I wasn't going to win against all these, you know, these, these seven soldiers and the sergeant major. There's eight people. I knew they were going to get it in me, but I knew that I'd break somebody's jaw and break an arm or leg or something, break some ribs because I was not going to. I mean, I was serious. I'm not going to take this. Sergeant Major looks at this soldiers, he's looking at me. He walks over to the sink. He said, I am now about to administer this vaccine to Captain Buttar. Does anybody have a problem with this? And the soldiers all at, who are all looking, a Sergeant Major? Sergeant Major squirts it into the sink. He said, I have now administered this vaccine and I have seven witnesses. And the soldiers asked, who is Sergeant Major? I was like, you guys are awesome. They became my best friends. I put on my battle dress uniform. They signed it off that I had taken the vaccine and it was done. That was the last time I ever had to deal with that. But that is the level of um, belligerence, and these are the words of James Agler, a Supreme Court justice. He said that those who are swayed by honeyed words to give up their freedoms, those that are not willing to fight belligerently and in in a sustained manner to, to retain their freedoms, will soon give up their rights to that freedom. And the eternal price of freedom is constant vigilance. I don't remember who said that. It wasn't me, but if you want to give me credit for that, that's fine. But <laughs> I didn't say that. Those are the things that we have to remember. And, you know, I'll keep on barking like a dog, but I appreciate you guys for wanting to get the truth out there. Because at this time, especially in history, we need to have as many voices shouting the truth. And it's not your truth or my truth. It's the truth and letting people decide for themselves. That's one reason I want to put the videos out there. Go through the material yourself. They're pulling the damn stuff down. That's the thing. They're creating censorship to prevent people from actually getting the facts. So if I was so crazy, then why are they pulling all this stuff down? If 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 the information is, you know, hey, he's he's a loon, then leave the information up there. Let people decide. No, they can't afford that because I have a history of – Going against the system. I have a history of succeeding. I have a history of actually being way ahead of the curve, 20, 30 years ahead of the curve. And they can't afford and it's not just me. There's many other people like me. There are some crazy people out there. Don't get me wrong. There's some crazy people out there. You know, I've gotten every type of person to set information about all sorts of weird things. And again, if I can't substantiate it, I'm not going to say it. But this information, I just started looking at it. I knew almost every bit of this information before, but I didn't know the level of it. I didn't I mean I knew 5G wasn't good, but I didn't know how bad it was. I knew that coronavirus is a common thing that's out there, but I didn't know the chimeric conversion that went against the US government's own moratorium to stop doing chimeric research because the potential for pandemics was so great, it was not it was considered to be a threat. So they started they did this and the Fauci, who was the head of the division at that time, approved it. He was the one behind that approved this attenuated, uh, th- I'm sorry, this um, chimeric version of this coronavirus that's called COVID-19. He's the one who put it out there. He approved the funding for it. The U.S. government funded it with the Chinese government. The doctor in Wuhan that put the last study out th- th- talking about the bats, they knew that it came from bats, but it, it poorly, at first it couldn't transmit to bat, from bats to humans. And then when they did transfer it into human cultures, it grew very poorly. So they had to change it so that it would grow very rapidly in humans. It didn't just jump from bats. And I just saw something this morning that said now they're saying uh, even being being close to a person or speaking is going to make it transmit. That is such ludicrous BS. Ebola and tuberculosis and there's one other pathogen, they're the only three things that are airborne. Nothing else is airborne. Mm. It's just misinformation and part of misinformation, and then they're censoring everything out, just blocking it and saying, nope, there's no other information. This is it. If you're not willing to take what we're feeding you, then you're a conspiracy theorist. You're, you know, you're just and if we can't establish you as being a conspiracy theorist and you're actually making sense and you actually have data and and research and proof with videos and and studies, hmm, well, then we'll just shut you down. We'll just shut down so you can't communicate. So I appreciate you guys. Yeah, thank tolerating you. Thank you so much outbursts. This is therapy for me to get it off my chest because I'm pissed. I'm pissed that this is happening against my friends, my family, my patients, and and my kids and, and, and the future generations. I'm fighting um, for every one of us, and I hope that everyone that's listening understands that, and you take the time, follow that link, askdrbittar.com forward slash Mark Bell, and then watch the videos and come to your own conclusion. And if you think that I'm wrong, fine, that's great. If you want to take the vaccine, go take it. But it's not meant for that. It's meant for those people that want the truth. There's an old saying for those who understand, no explanation is necessary for those who don't understand. No explanation is possible. Well, I'm saying that this is a time of confusion. So I'm giving you all the data and let you come up with your own decision. It's that simple.
1: Thank you so much for your time, doctor. Really appreciate it. Uh, where can people find you on social media to follow some of your other stuff?
3: Uh, well, YouTube is still there. You, they can go to youtube.com forward slash Dr. Buttar, and we have a lot of videos there, but most of them are not controversial. They're just about, you know, people, health things that people can do for themselves. Uh, I'm a big, big believer in prevention. My book that came out in 2010 became an international bestseller called The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. And uh, the third step and there is exercise. And that's one thing that, you know, I've written prescriptions, actual prescriptions for people to exercise because they think, well, why do you keep on preaching that man? It's not like you make any more money from it. So why do you just get off that? So I started, if somebody says that to me, I write a prescription and I won't let them get any treatment. They can't even, I won't see them and we charge them. We actually charge them. I've done this twice. Now they were charged $50 for that prescription to exercise. And the the third time this guy came in, he goes, okay, I get it. I get it. I understand the importance of it. And I was like, no, you don't understand the importance. He goes, "No, I get it now. I did it." And I said, "Well, you said you, if that's the incentive you needed, that I'm going to make fifty dollars from you to write a prescription. that's fine." But you know, then he finally got the point because I mean, it's it's a it's the freest form of medicine. Yeah, I mean, truly, if you exercise, you're going to prevent yourself from having all these problems. I have so many people that talk about you know joint pains, not not in my practice, but people tell me about joint pains. And I remember when I was about 18, I saw this guy. He was like 85 years old, and he was working out. And I was like, man, I hope I, I I do what you're doing. And he's like, you don't understand. If I don't work out, I get joint stiffness, and I'm like everybody else that's you know got arthritis. He goes, but when I'm working out, it has no problem. I have no problem. I had surgery on my knees. I used to hate running. Five years ago, I competed at the world championships in, in martial arts with my son. And I can tell you, just using, doing certain things with my, it, it was exercise. It wasn't, it wasn't medicines or surgery that corrected it. It's just simple exercise. Exercise is God's way of telling it. If you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And when we start getting all these pains and aches and diseases, it's because we're not using our body for what it was meant for. So just because we have the convenience of flying from here to Johannesburg doesn't mean that we shouldn't walk at all. <laughs> you know, we, we should mm-hmm. take the opportunity to walk and, and, and exercise. So I appreciate your guys' message. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a great
1: rest of your day.
2: Appreciate
1: it. You do the same. Thank you, guys. Right. Thank you. Thank sir. you. <laughs> you start playing the piano it's again st- over here. Oops, oh, <laughs> <I'm> sorry. Oh. <laughs> I was you cut, to, He cut, well, cut. him out. My, you censored him.
2: I did on accident. Yeah, my mouse, my mouse died, so I had to use the uh, the old trackpad.
0: Hmm. And there's so much uh, more I wanted to like to understand because like, I. I I understood kind of some some of the stuff he was saying about vaccines. I mean, it, I understood it, but I was curious about it like, for example, the flu vaccine for kids, right? Like, you know, I I would want to give my kid a flu vaccine cuz, you know, that that's just I don't know. It's 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 a lot to take in and if you watch his videos, a lot of this stuff was kind of I'm I'm not saying crazy in a bad way, but it was like it makes you really think,
1: you know. Yeah, I think um you know the the vaccine thing is is definitely it's it's controversial as it is, you know, without without him saying anything about it. It's controversial. Um I know a lot of people, uh, Dave Tate included, who we interviewed, remember if you remember correctly when he talked about his son being autistic, he felt that he felt it was largely due to vaccinations and stuff like that. But there's a lot of people who are kind of unsure and um I would just say you know, forget about, you know, whether you think 5G is dangerous or whatever. I think that it's easy to make sense of the fact that um, we pollute the earth and uh, we cause problems. And whenever we're trying to get things faster, it almost always seems to kind of there's like a there's always a price to pay for it. You know, um, a lot of the luxuries that we have, um, you know, flight driving um things that utilize gasoline and petroleum um it seems obvious that they are uh they have some they have some drawbacks to them and i think that if we're just to think about you know your um, all the different stuff that we have in our house, the different chemicals that are used to, uh, you know, paint the house, the different chemicals that we have, the microwave, the plastics. We've had people on the show talk about plastics before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can all understand like, yeah, those are, those things probably aren't great for us. they matter can neither be created nor destroyed. So it's not like we're making something out of nothing. Uh, however, in the concentrations that were, uh, getting hit by all these things, probably just that maybe the human body wasn't designed for that. And maybe now in 2020, it's the first time we're really seeing this, you know, developed in, in the way that it's getting developed because the, the world is moving super fast. Um, I think I've heard people talk about how, you know, the last, let's say like the last 20 years is equivalent to, uh, the previous like hundred years or whatever it might be. Right. Like they're saying like information is like doubling and quadrupling and it's um, there's just, and it, it's, it's a, it's a faster time and maybe there's like prices to pay for it. I, I happen to agree with a lot of the stuff that he said. I, I didn't think he was off base on a lot of stuff. I, I think that some of his agenda though is interesting because some things that he's saying, I don't think they necessarily fit. I think, him ranting about five G, I don't think helps. Um, I don't think helps his message to say that he doesn't think the coronavirus is that big of a deal. You
2: yeah. know, mm, ag- agreed. But I think uh, it does fit his overall message of saying, like, hey, like this shit's hurting us, and this. Um, he didn't call it a hoax, but I can't think of a better word: uh, coronavirus hoax. Is helping them mask everything and then on top of that they're going to blame coronavirus on what 5G is doing to everybody.
0: What it's going to do. Right. Yeah.
2: And then the whole yeah. thing about like oh now your kids are going to be forced to be vaccinated before they can go back to school. That, that, that part scares the shit out of me because I've I mean <clears throat> in the past I think we've talked about it off air but like I'm like yeah I don't get the flu shot because very much I think what he was saying, like, okay, how the hell are they going to predict next season's flu? It never made sense to me. So I never got it. Uh, talking to Mark about it, he said that like, yeah, you know, I, I, I do it and I feel fine. And you know, and what, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's his experience. My experience, every time I get the flu shot, I get the flu or I don't get the flu, I get sick. Um, right. that's probably different now because I'm a healthier person, so I wouldn't get that, but I still never understood how they could predict, uh, you know, the flu. I'm like, so in my head, I'm like, is there like, is there only like five of them? Like that doesn't make any sense. There's all kinds of different like viruses and stuff. So th- the vaccinations and all that stuff, that does scare the shit out of me. And I'm really nervous about that now.
0: Yeah. I haven't gotten a flu shot in like what, twenty-seven? Since I was like maybe seventeen. Haven't had the flu since. The last time I got it, I was sixteen. And that's when I had a really bad flu. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the worst <laughs> flu of my life. Like, but um, yeah, it's uh my mm-hmm. girlfriend has actually been sending me a bunch of videos on five G stuff. And I've been I've been watching it, I've just been kinda like, What is this? you know, but i uh, it's it is scary you know i'm I'm curious to look more into it 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 is a scary thing to think about
1: yes well and then there's also like there's you know there's 4g right i mean there's there's 3g right like i mean were they not bad i mean they, they were bad as well um and then you know people talk about the light that gets emitted from your phone but it's also the same light that comes from your television and how big are our TVs, mm. you know, and the TV's blasting you with the, you know, if you, mm-hmm. if you feel like those are negative beams or rays or lights uh, coming at you all day long, um, yeah. you know, maybe that's not, maybe that's not the healthiest thing uh, either, but um, stuff I'm hearing from like Gabriel Lyon and a couple other people is that a lot of people are recovering from this, you know, a lot of her patients, a lot of the people that she's been working with um, she's seeing like people recovering from it. And we're, it is, it is kind of mysterious as to why we keep hearing about the raising numbers. And uh, it's almost like the death tolls are, are, are being like, they're, they're really, they're really, they're really concerned about like getting those death toll numbers, like on screen for you, Yep. you know, to really, to really showcase them. And then I think, I don't think you can dispute the fact that we don't know who's dying from what necessarily, you know, anyone comes in and anyone dies, um, for something that is not a heart attack from something that is not obvious. They probably are kind of like, yeah, I think it's, you know, I think it's from this, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, who the hell knows how it's all going to go down? But the, the one thing I do have a hard time with it, it's 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 easier. Like he mentioned, World War Two. World War Two is easy to understand because Hitler was a fucking maniac, you know. And so it's easy to say, "Hey, look, you know the way that that guy treats other people and the way that he thinks his race is superior to everybody else's, mm-hmm. like." not only is his thought process fucked up, but he's hurting people. He's killing people. He's torturing, like he's fucking torturing people. And it's, it's easy to have an opponent. It's easy to be like, okay, that's our guy, you know, and we've done it in the past with, uh, uh, you know, with other, other people, you know, with bin Laden and, and other, other, uh, people, other, other terrorists and and things of that nature that we've had to deal with. It's easy. Like when you're like, okay, we're going to like fight that guy because he did a B and C. Well, now it's like they, you know, it's uh, the establishment wants it to be this way. Like, and then if it's the world, if it's something that's happening for the world, who has like decided this? Who is this person? Like, is uh, is like Bill Gates, Donald Trump, and uh, the um, you know emperors of the world and other leaders of the world? Are, are they all like hanging out? together being like, Hey, you know, like on this date, we're going to do this and this is going to be really cool. Cause we're going to make more money or something like what would be the, the reason. And then even if it was, if anything was sort of, for some sort of like, I, I mean, I know that's a ridiculous proposition, but I'm just trying to figure out like what, why, why anyone would think that anyone would want this to be this way. I know some people are saying, Hey, they're trying to like impede on your freedom because they want to know, People want to be able to track like where you go and what you do and all that. But like, who who is they and why would they care about whether I go to fucking Whole Foods or not? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't even care if somebody has my information because I don't know what they would do with it.
2: Yeah, I I, I wanted to ask him like, you know, okay, so then what is the driving factor behind all this? Because you know, he brought up Bill Gates. I don't think he needs to make any more money. Um, that's just saying, like, let's pretend that Bill Gates is behind some of this. Um, I can't imagine he wants to control the population. Um, I don't see what the purpose of someone his age, uh, you know, I just just can't imagine anybody, period. So I, I don't understand... I, it makes sense to me because, yeah, when you look at this virus, who is it killing? Uh, it's killing people that are out of shape and really old and have underlying health issues. So, like I had said in a previous podcast, like maybe it's just speeding up that process. So, it's, that's fucked up to think of it that way, but it, that's what it's doing. However, why is it so important for somebody to be like, Hmm, I want to create a virus that is going to speed up the uh, lifespan of unhealthy people. I don't know what the benefit is for that other than to just be a a bad person. Like, I, I, it's just, and, and then whoever that is, like, who, like, why? Like, what are they? Why are they like? I, it just you know like it's it just it leaves a lot of questions still unanswered and it just, but i think what he he achieved his goal which is it's making it, all of us think i mean look at us right now like we're still going because we're still like what the hell was that all about you know so i, I think that the the main objective was accomplished
0: my mom was joking the other day she was uh saying you know this whole coronavirus thing it was made so they could take out us people that are retired and getting checks <laughs> and i was just like ha! ha oh <laughs> like yo that's 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 not good but um yeah it's wild
1: you you never you just uh you never know you know i, I do think that like If if Bill Gates, you know, just using him as an example, since his name has been kind of thrown around in some of this, seeing like documentaries on Bill Gates, being a huge Bill Gates fan myself and and watching the different things that he's done over the years. I I could understand how he would want the world to be different, but I would not be I would be shocked if if uh, if if he would want to change the world through killing people that would that would be a surprise to me because um what i'm what i see from him is him putting a lot of money into a lot of things that interest him that he would like to figure out ways of fixing and he also seems like he seems smart enough to where he wouldn't have to like wipe out populations to accomplish what he i mean he in other countries there's people dying people are dying from diarrhea i mean millions of people die from i forget what the stats are but it's some absurd amount people die from just these illnesses that have to do with their, um, they just have, uh, poor plumbing systems. Mm -hmm. Let's just say, right. They just have poor sewage, right. Mm -hmm. Um, people die from that all the time. And he's trying to figure out ways of solving that. If he, if he somehow wanted to have some sort of balance in the world, um, you know, I I don't think that it doesn't make any sense to me that him or anybody else would, uh, Come up with this like evil plan of, of uh, like killing a certain amount of the population. It doesn't make any sense to me, but maybe there is maybe there is somebody out there that is you know maybe a second coming of Hitler or something like that. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's possible.
2: I didn't think about that. And then also like with the patents on the virus itself, I wonder if that has anything to do with. Um, maybe if somebody were to try to recreate the virus to make it for like uh, you know, biological warfare or something, it's like another offense added on top of whatever it was they were trying to accomplish. I don't know if that makes any sense, but you know, like, like if you and I were like, Hey, let's try to like fuck with people right now. And we try to recreate the virus that has a patent on it. I wonder if that is like, you know, one, you're like okay, you're trying to like you're uh, you're trying to hurt people. And On top of that, you broke another law because there's a patent on it. I don't know if that sounds insane, but maybe that's another reason why it's got a patent on it.
0: Well, I am curious. We'll have to look into it more. But like the first thing on Google when you type in Bill Gates Corona patent is USA Today. Bill Gates didn't patent coronavirus. But you know when Dr. Rattar was talking, he was saying you look at the company and then you look by who it's owned and it's Bill Gates. So I'm wondering like what's the actual truth here like you'll have to do that digging for yourself you know because you'll Mm -hmm. get both types of information you can choose to believe usa today which i mean we know that the media can put out true and false information right or you can choose to believe this individual but like he said he puts out the information and you need to take from it what you want that's why i'm really really happy we had him on because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to comment oh you guys are crazy blah 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 well the information's there believe it or choose not to believe it but you actually need to just look into it which i'm gonna do when i get off this podcast
1: <laughs> yeah we're gonna have um we're gonna have daniel orego on and this is kind of the first of uh a bunch of podcasts like um i myself have been guilty of this in the past saying like hey i'm not a political person or but i, I just think that i just think because of the freedoms that we have, you are allowed to choose whatever you want. You know, you are allowed to not be a political person if you don't want to be, but after thinking about it and after, you know, just getting older and being more mature, I thought, what a dumb statement like by me, like that's, that's kind of foolish. Like you should know a little bit more about politics. Like you should educate yourself a little bit more. You should be more compassionate and, and understand the different sides. You know, you should, you should understand, uh, The information coming from Republicans and Democrats, and I barely even know the difference between any of that because I don't even I'm not even necessarily a fan of the political party system like I think the whole system is is uh, odd, you know, let's just say that. Um, But I've also been like, well, how naive to just like to just throw that statement out there and say, I don't you know, because you see that all the time from people. They're like, I'm not normally politically charged, but then they post something that's politically charged and how many times you've seen people do that all the time right and mm-hmm. it's like well what why even why preface it with that why not just say hey i found this to be interesting what do you guys think or you know um I, I agreed with this i find i found it interesting that i agreed with this or i found it interesting that this triggered me so much what do you guys think but people are really scared to really share their true opinions. Because right now in the time that we're in, if you really share and that's the race to zero followers started. If you share your true experiences and your true information, people get so upset. And that's what I love about this podcast. This is long format. We can sit here and we can openly talk about stuff for a while. And I can understand and see point. I can understand your point. And even if you said something, which I'm not usually not offended, but even if you said something that offended me, and we can all still talk about it. We can talk through it, and we have um, a lot more information. We have a lot more knowledge, as opposed to just a quick hitter that you might see on IG, where you're not really getting the whole story. It's just it's just uh, me and a you know make America great you know again hat or something <laughs> mm-hmm. like that. And people, you know, people tend to people tend racist. To, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. They'll say racist, and then. You know, if you're to follow it up and say, "Hey, well, I kind of think everyone's racist," but once you say something like that, then people really start to lose their mind because that's not true. Like, I'm not racist. I don't see color, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> <my God."> <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you get into a much mar- much much larger conversation. But to be able to talk about it and communicate it like this, um, the the thoughts from the doctor that we just had, um, I I don't I don't support you know, anything he says, or I don't, you know, I'm not necessarily a hundred percent behind a lot of the views and thoughts that he had, but I found what he had to say super interesting. That's the reason why we had him on the show. And, uh, I like controversy because I think that controversy is a good thing. I think that to have somebody really question, you know, you running to a local target to get a vaccine for your child because flu season's coming. I think that's a wonderful thing that you think about it twice. I think that's a great thing that you think about it and think, does my kid really need this? Okay. My kid may get sick. You know, uh, I'm going to talk to my kids about washing their hands more. I'm going to talk to my kids more about their hygiene. It is flu season. I remember last year, the whole house got sick. Let's see if we can take other precautions. Are there other things that we can do? Can I get my kids out in the sun to get them more vitamin D? Can I get my kids to take any sort of, supplements can i get my kids to pull their phones out of their rooms so they can go to sleep and and things like that are there other precautions that you can use and you might find yourself saying i don't think we really need the vaccine and maybe that maybe that could be something that's helpful especially because it would be really helpful if you are a person that thought that the vaccine could cause something negative which sure certainly be helpful
0: yeah. It's absolutely necessary to have a healthy amount of skepticism when it comes to all of this, which is why like, like, I mean, it's certain, like you can either listen to what's being fed in you on TV and be like, that's right. That's right. That's right. Which is like what most people do, or you can be open to opposing viewpoints. And I think that like even people that have different, and when people start getting political, that's when things get fiery because you're impeding upon their, their, their beliefs. But like, We need to be able to be mature enough to listen to the other side and really listen to what they have to say, not assume because you're a Trump supporter or because you wear a MAGA hat that you automatically uh, hate black people or this or that. Like, that's not the point. Maybe you should have a conversation and not have assumptions about what you believe about this individual because of what you see of Trump supporters in the Midwest
1: i'm jealous of black people's genetics i'll just say that (laughs) hey you
0: should be you absolutely should be
1: (laughs) i am man a natty professor he's he's always got a leg up on everybody right (laughs) oh man even even that right people get all
0: they will there's going to be someone who's going to get mad for me because you just said what you said somebody's going to be like i can't believe he said that
2: get mad for you yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah your traps are
1: your traps are popping over there today andrew
2: i know i got a black shirt and then so
1: the white (laughs) wait let me put it in here give us a little give us a little
0: most muscular oh yeah yeah there you
1: go you guys get any uh exercise in yet today
2: yeah yeah i did uh what the hell did i do i did some back work here at home That was fun nice yeah, back you got in,
1: it weights at home? You got some
2: weights at home? Yeah, it's funny. Like I haven't posted on Facebook in like 10 years, but today I was just like, "Hey Facebook, it's been a while. Does anybody have any dumbbells for sale?" Cuz like I just I needed a little bit more weight. So, yeah, yeah but I I may do. I um yeah, I, had, I have some dumbbells. I have a barbell. I have some plates. So I have everything I need. I have a trap bar too, but it would be cool to get a, a few more sets of dumbbells in there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. I went downstairs after our first podcast and, uh, I just did some kettlebell stuff while watching a little bit more of the video of Dr. Batars. So I'll probably do some more kettlebell stuff after we get off. So that's going to be my workouts.
1: Yeah. I got in a, uh, I got in about a 20 minute walk. So I need to need to get in on something else. I was going to do some legs. Everything is still so sore. I was telling you guys, I switched to doing some bodybuilding stuff Mm -hmm. and, um, It was like i put myself through a meat grinder or something i got i got really tenderized i got beat up really bad it felt it felt like i got into a fight or something it felt terrible (laughs) sore head to toe
0: yeah this is gonna we have another month apparently of this of this thing so we're all about to get really good at different things and do you guys have any goals this month for like potential like workout stuff, new things you want to be able to do. My goal is to get better at doing a handstand, like a walking handstand. I want to be very close to that by the end of this month.
1: That's great. I haven't really thought about uh, too much of that, but I think um, I've just been trying to be on target with, uh, I've been doing a little bit of cardio training, so I've just been trying to be on target with some of that. But uh, it, would be good. it would be good just to even even have a goal to like just be the same weight or to be like five pound, be like five pounds lighter. Since uh, it's so easy to sit around and just continue to eat.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm planning on uh, tightening up the midsection, so keeping the nutrition on point, and then also, um, you know, right now it's really, really hard for a lot of people to stay motivated to train at home and stuff. So a goal of mine is to see the like. Uh, my gym room every day and be excited every single day. So yeah. that way I can keep that momentum going throughout this whole, uh, quarantine time.
1: You, uh, play some music in there. You have, um, a boom box.
2: Uh, I do have one, but since I train in the morning when everyone's asleep still, uh, it's been quiet. So that's like, I mean, I'm really leaning into the, uh, the the difficulty right like i'm even just like warming up with a hip circle like i'm tapping down the hallway and then uh stephanie woke up she's like i thought you were trying to sneak up on me or something i was like no i'm just moving around with the hip circle getting my back ready to go uh so yeah it's it's uh that's challenging for sure to get you know amped up for it but it's uh i mean it's so far so good like my back's pretty sore right now i was doing some uh uh, pullovers, right? I think, uh, laying down on the bench doing pullovers. I finally like able to do those, uh, and kind of be excited for them. Cause I'm like, Oh, we, we do this in the gym and I'm doing it at home now. And then yeah, I lit my lats on fire. So that was freaking great. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. <clears throat> oh boy.
1: <laughs> All right, man. Well, I think that was a good podcast and um we will uh like I said, we'll we'll get in contact with some other people. Um hopefully um when when do you think this podcast will go out?
2: This one won't go out till man, maybe mid to late next week. I can try okay. to I can try to fast f- expedite it. I just don't want to put it in front of any of our other conversations where we I mean, news travels so fast, so we mm-hmm. might have said something Totally different than what we're saying right now, and then, you know, I don't want to put this one out, and then the very next one be like, "Wait, you just said the opposite!" Like, like people, it's it's tough, you know. So, we'll see. Maybe I'll put some out on the weekend, so that way I can fast forward this one to uh, mid next week.
1: Yeah, might be. Yeah, it might be good to try to get this one out. Yeah, just as soon as possible. Then that way we can have, uh, or maybe we can even um, share a small amount of it small amount of it with daniel orego so he can get some clarification of uh what was said to make sure like that you know he feels i I know he already feels that his data is really really good he already feels that you know we have another friend that that i've been communicating with just to kind of make sure that the guy that we just talked to is not full of shit and i also uh verified him with a few other people and they said yeah look his data is really good um they just, you know, like like we said, you know, we're not going to agree with everything he says. I don't expect anyone to agree with everything I ever say. Um, I think that's just, it's too much to ask, but he does have, he does present good information.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what I'll do is I'll I'll just share it with uh, Daniel Oregano and so way he can be great. Yeah. So it'll be, he'll be up to speed.
0: What if like, oh, I'll talk to you guys after.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Where can people find it, Andrew?
2: Uh, you guys can hit me up on Instagram at I am Andrew Z. And if you guys want to hit us up for the uh, podcast or anything, make sure you're following us at Mark Bell's power project uh, at MB power project on TikTok and Twitter. Uh, we're on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, all over the damn place. Thank you. Everybody that has been rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes. That helps us out a ton. Uh, and
0: SEMA, where are you at? And SEMA in Yang on Instagram and YouTube at and Seema yin yang on TikTok and Twitter. Mark.
1: I have a question for you guys I've been thinking about, cause we had that podcast that we did a while back where we were talking about like, you know, what side do you sleep on? Do you sleep on your back? Do you sleep on your, you know, this way and that way. And, um, I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, I think, I don't think many people do this, but I dry myself off after I take a shower in the shower. Do you dry yourself off in the shower or do you dry yourself off outside the
0: shower? in the shower why would you do that outside and get the floor all wet makes no sense A combination and of I think, both.
1: yeah i think most of my family they like they like walk out and then they talk about how cold it is and i'm like well if you stay in the shower and dry yourself off then wrap the towel around you yes you're not cold you're good to go and they're like oh but that's weird and no. i was like they're like well the towel will get wet and i'm like Yeah, it can get. If you drop it on the floor, it'll get wet. (laughs) So I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. I was thinking about the other day while I was naked. I was thinking of you guys.
0: Oh, thank you. That's Mm -hmm. that's good. Appreciate that.
1: I'm at Mark Smelly Bell. Strength is never weakness. Weakness never strength. Catch you all later.
2: Power Project Army, uh, like I said, man, some really crazy stuff. I mean, it's straight mind-boggling. Uh, what's also mind-boggling is uh, everyone that's been rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes. It helps us out a ton. So right now, we want to give a huge shout-out to Pincushion619. 619, I believe that's San Diego. Uh, hopefully, I didn't mess that up. But yeah, I got family down in Hamul, so I, I'm pretty sure that's... Anyways, uh, Pincushion619 says, absolutely my favorite podcast. Quote, I love how this podcast often is just a great conversation, less like a show and more like a bunch of friends talking. I learn a lot from these guys and I learn not to take things seriously. Thanks to Mark and the team for keeping it so interesting, having great guests, some of which I would have never had an interest in hearing. Uh, these have become some of my favorite episodes. Keep up the great work. Uh, thank you so much, Pincushion. I, I, I hope I'm accurate about the area code. I don't, I'm don't i not even going to look it up. Uh So if I didn't just alienate a bunch of people. But anyways, yeah, man, thank you so much for that review. Uh You just hooked us up with a huge thank you. So, man, we sincerely appreciate it. If you're listening right now, if you would like to hear your name right on air, please head over to iTunes right now. Drop us a rating and a review, and you could hear your name on air just like our homie, Pincushion619. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.